Hi, I'm Jason Wachab, founder and CEO of MindBuddyGreen, the best-selling author of Wealth, and your host for the MindBuddyGreen podcast, where I'll be bringing you deep and insightful dialogues with some of the greatest minds in wellness. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review, comment, and share with your friends and family. And don't forget to visit us at mindbuddygreen.com for your daily dose of wellness. Thanks, and enjoy the podcast. In today's age of massive grocery stores and fast food on every corner, it can be difficult to feel connected to the food on your plate. Thrive Market is on a mission to change that. The online marketplace is making healthy living easy and affordable for everyone by stocking a highly curated catalog of thousands of food and household items for less. And right now, they're offering an amazing deal to new users. Get $60 of free organic groceries plus free shipping. Go to thrivemarket.com slash mindbuddygreen now and you'll notice that more than 70% of their catalog cannot be found on stores like Amazon. Let's break down how it works. Thrive does the heavy lifting for you and allows you to filter based on the values that you care about. Click through 90 categories like organic, non-GMO, and BPA-free to find out your favorite foods and natural products, all at prices up to 50% less than those you'll find in the grocery store. They offer the same savings on non-food items too. I'm talking eco-friendly cleaning supplies, non-toxic beauty products, kitchen staples, and home goods. Visit thrivemarket.com slash mindbuddygreen to unlock $60 of free organic groceries plus free shipping. That's right, $60 in free organic curated groceries. Again, that's thrivemarket.com slash mindbuddygreen. Once you start using Thrive Market, you'll wonder what you ever did without it. We are so excited to welcome our newest podcast sponsor, Health IQ. Health IQ is a life insurance agency that uses science and data from apps, race results, and more to secure lower rates for health conscious people. Most of you know that my wife, Colleen, and I live healthy lifestyles. We exercise regularly, even if sometimes that just means walking our daughter, Ellie, around our neighborhood. We meditate and eat clean, mostly plant-based diets. Life insurance companies historically charge more for a family history of health problems or high BMI, so it's nice to know that the opposite also exists, a life insurance agency that rewards health-conscious people like us. Plus, the data is there to back it up. An overall healthy lifestyle is associated with a 57 to 60% lower risk of cardiovascular disease and all-cause mortality. It's hard to argue with that. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash mbg or mention the promo code mbg when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Hey everybody, I just want to take a quick moment to thank you all for listening to the podcast and to say that we want to listen to you. So if you have any questions, any dream guests, we are all ears and would love to hear from you. So ask me anything and stay tuned for the answers or your dream guests on this very podcast. Send your questions to podcast at mindbodygreen.com. That's podcast at mindbodygreen.com. And I look forward to hearing from all of you. Thanks so much. And let's go back to the podcast. If you like granola, you're going to love our next guest, Elizabeth Stein, the founder and CEO of Purely Elizabeth. She's a pioneer in the space and known for her innovative ingredients, superior nutrition, and award-winning taste. Not to mention, she's got lots of gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, and organic goodness. Elizabeth, welcome. 
Thanks so much for having me. So let's go back to pre-purely Elizabeth. <laughs> so what were you doing? What was your life like back then? And walk us through that moment when you decided to be purely Elizabeth. So I was living in New York City on the Upper West Side, and I was working for a handbag company. I was doing sales and marketing and really just wasn't very happy in my job. I felt really unfulfilled. And something led me to start looking online for other career opportunities. And I stumbled upon the Integrative Nutrition website mm -hmm. and ran through their, here's 10 things to answer if you've answered yes, call us today and sign up. <laughs> <laughs> and about five minutes later, I I have a feeling the answer is always yes to those things. <laughs> they ask just the right question so everyone says yes. But Exactly. So I uh, left my desk and ran outside, called, did, and I signed up for their program. Did you quit too in a like, very dramatic fashion? or <laughs> Not quite yet okay. at that point. But really at the same time, I had just started getting into doing marathons and triathlons. And so... I had this whole new renewed sense of health and wellness. And not that I was ever unhealthy before that, but it was really taken to the next level. And so much of that was, I think, mental. So mm -hmm. I, growing up, was never a runner. In fact, I hated running. I played lacrosse. And during practice, I would hide in the woods when we had to, <laughs> to run. Where'd you grow up? Uh, outside of Philadelphia. Got it. So uh, I would hide in the woods and never in a million years thought I would run a marathon or do a triathlon. But I met my boyfriend at the time and he said, you know, it's all mental and physically <laughs> you can do it, but it's really that mental part of, of it. And so really just got so behind doing the training and putting my mind to a goal. I'm definitely a very goal-oriented person and... Um, and loved it. And so I think that really was part of looking for something that was more in the health and wellness field and really not knowing what that would be. And so what you go through the program and then what, when do you start dabbling in your kitchen? So, you know, somewhere along the way in the program, I do remember sitting in class and having a thought, a fleeting thought of starting a food company. I may have even turned to my friend and said something, but it was a fleeting kind of moment. Um, I think from a very young age, I always knew that I would have my own business. And I didn't know what that would be, what that would look like, but I definitely knew that was going to be my future. So during the program, I it was 2007, and... We were learning about chia seeds, coconut oil, coconut sugar, ingredients that in 2007 were sure. not known and certainly weren't in food products. And so I was working with a lot of clients who were eating a gluten-free diet, and I started eating that way as well. Uh, Mark Hyman came to speak, and he was one of my favorite speakers and just found it so incredibly fascinating to have that connection between what you eat and how you feel. And again, at that time, it was pretty revolutionary sure. to me. So when I went to Whole Foods to recommend 
products for my clients to buy that were gluten-free, nothing at Whole Foods was healthy. You know, that whole section was loaded with refined sugars, refined flours. Um, there was really nothing that I felt I could get so behind. So which section back then were you referring to? Like the <coughs> oatmeal, was, grain? Yeah, I mean, I actually, I have a big sweet tooth. So I think particularly I was probably in the grain dessert sure. flower section yep. cookies um so really i started searching for a way to give recipes to my clients that were healthier that were incorporating these incredible ingredients that i was learning about in the program so i bought chia seeds millet flour almond flour uh, started mixing together all of these ingredients to create probably first were dessert recipes yep. um, and ended up making some delicious blueberry muffins. And a couple months later, I went to the Westchester Triathlon to participate in the race and also to have a booth at the expo the day before the race in order to try to get nutrition clients. Sure. And figured what better way, you know, to get people to come over and speak to me than offering free food samples. So I made this batch of blueberry muffins that had millet flour and almond flour, chia, hemp, coconut oil, coconut sugar. And the night before the race, I actually was making them with my mom. And we kind of both looked at each other and said, you know, should I give this as a handout for people with my email on it and my website and both looked at each other and said you know what these are really good maybe this ends up turning into something so instead i gave a kale salad recipe (laughs) 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 which you which in 2000 and you know eight was there weren't that many kale salad recipes um so went to the race the next day and as it turned out nobody cared about signing up for my nutrition practice they just wanted to know where they could buy the muffins (laughs) And that really became the aha and, moment. And so then you're like, okay, maybe there's a business here. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> exactly. So really when person after person kept asking, eventually at the end of the day, I said, well, when you sign up for my newsletter, I'll let you know where you can buy the muffins, you know, completely making it up on the spot. And so from that point on, like, when do you actually like become a brand? And when, and I'm, you know, you, you are Elizabeth and it's purely Elizabeth. How did you arrive at that? name for your brand so which is a great name it's, it's working <laughs> it's definitely working thank you um so about a year later i it was july of 2009 my family was down the shore and uh we i actually wasn't even there they were all together and they were sitting around coming up with names for the company and i knew i wanted elizabeth in the title i felt like it was very personal and I wanted to have that connection with our consumers and they uh, thought of the name and so so you got the name and Jersey Shore Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore so some things do, some good things do come out of the Jersey Shore <laughs> definitely <laughs> not the MTV show uh, so you come up with the name and then you're like when you start to think about like okay like here are my first skews or like what's a skew or UPC code all these things you need like when do you really like go to market and say like and and in that process when you're like okay like I think maybe there's a real business here 
So that summer, I knew that I was doing the Westchester Triathlon Expo, which was in October. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go to this race. I have a captive audience and this will just be somewhat of a side project. You know, I think really at the time, I thought that's all it would be. I'm sure subconsciously there was a lot more to it. Um, so you have your day job still? I still have my day job. Yeah. And I was doing nutrition counseling. I was teaching cooking classes at Whole Foods. So you have like four jobs. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Training that's for triathlons. No, that, that's like, that's the way you have to start sometimes. Exactly. Um, and so I went to the race and put together uh, four different products. So we had three muffin mixes. We had a, a blueberry, an apple, a chocolate, and a pancake mix and quickly put that together. My cousin designed our packaging and I had gone to the fancy food show that summer and wow. walked walked the aisles and really <clears throat> knew exactly what I wanted that packaging to look like. So I wanted it to be very clean and white and simple. And um, I was actually going to take a picture of the blueberry muffin with my iPhone. <laughs> which an iPhone in 2009 did not have the best nope. uh, picture quality. And my cousin said, you know what, this might go somewhere. I think you should get a professional photographer. <laughs> so I did have that, but uh, sold out at the expo. And about four days later, got some incredible press from Daily Candy. Back when Daily Candy was Daily, Daily Candy, Candy. <laughs> and, and was around. Yeah, that, that Daily Candy was a huge deal. Yeah, so that put us on the map, and when their email blast went out, within about three hours, had about $10,000 of orders. Wow. And Did you know how to fulfill them? No. The <laughs> oh, shit, I need to make this now. Exactly. We had packaging for probably 20 bags, and this was far more than that. So I, I remember being on the subway, seeing the emails come through, and just hysterical crying of like, oh, my God, <laughs> I... I've made it to what, you know, you could make and yet I have no idea how I'm going to fulfill any of this. So you got through it. We got At through least. it. <laughs> it took about three weeks. Sorry to anyone that took three weeks to ship to. Um, but we got through it and really for that first year focused just on this online presence since we had so many customers from the sale. And when did you, when did Whole Foods Market happen in the story? So about a year later, um, we started going, and by we, I mean myself and my mom, who was my helper at the time, started going to our Whole Foods locally. And I was using a commercial kitchen in Philadelphia. And so I would drive back and forth from the city several days a week. So you drive from New York to Philadelphia yes. several days a week to, to cook in a commercial kitchen while you also have a day job. Well, at that point, I had... I, okay. I was done the day job. That's still a lot. But it was a lot. I mean, with traffic, it would be three hours. Sure. I would fill my car to the brim. I couldn't see out the back and then carry it up my walk-up apartment and ship all of the orders out of there. So what was it you were, what, what kept you going back then? Was the excitement of something new or like, I need to do this? Because a lot of people would say like, give up. It was just so exciting. Yeah. I mean, every day was waking up to something new and exciting and thrilling and hearing the excitement from the consumers. And it was at an ultimate high, I would say. And so, and then walk, so what happens with Whole Foods? 
So we go to One Whole Foods locally in the Philadelphia region, and the buyer takes a liking to the products, and he says, fill out the local paperwork, and you're in. And at the time, it was very, I guess, very much easier to do that on a regional level. And after that first store, I will give my mom a ton of credit because she single-handedly called every store in the mid-Atlantic region, which was about 40 stores at the time. (laughs) We didn't have to send samples, and she wowed them over the phone. And at the time, you know, the products, the baking mixes, this still wasn't granola yet. Yeah, most people don't know, like, because you're known in a lot of ways for granola, but you launched with baking mixes. Yeah, so we got into all the Whole Foods in that region and then uh, started calling on additional regions after that. And then when do you start to say, hmm, maybe there's some granola here? <laughs> when do you start to expand SKUs? Because that's also a risk for people, not, you know, natural products. It's, it's extending into other categories per se is a risk, but you did it and did it really well. So what, what was that process like? So it happened very organically, and I, I will admit it was not a particularly planned event. Um, I actually am not, or now I am, but at the time I was not a granola eater. I had never made granola in my whole life. And it was a Sunday in New York. It was cloudy. It was rainy. I was bored. I got off the couch and made this batch of granola. My mom was in town visiting, and she was a huge granola connoisseur at the time. And she tasted this fresh batch of granola that came out of the oven. And she said, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever had. This needs to be your next product. So I actually never changed the recipe from that first time. And that's now our number one selling skew. So today? Today. Wow. Our original granola is the original OG recipe. Wow. And so how many, just like get a sense of where you are so you so you your first whole foods was what year 2009 2010 2010 and it's 2018 how many like how many SKUs do you have now and how many stores you're in so people get a sense of that journey so we are in probably about 13,000 stores today 13,000 yes and we have too many SKUs to count <laughs> a lot we 40 lot. 50 oh we have probably about 40 40 some different size varieties creating that um our our core granola is now 10 SKUs and uh launching some additional products can you share what those maybe are yes (laughs) (laughs) so we're very excited to be launching into the bar category ah it's about time We have been asked probably since day one getting into Whole Foods um, from buyers, from our customers, and really felt like in order to get into such a competitive category, we had to do it right and had to offer something totally unique. So we are launching a line of grain-free granola bars that are very similar to our grain-free granola, but they also are powered by reishi mushrooms. Ooh, you got like multiple trends going on in that bar. Yes. (laughs) That's amazing. And so what do you think, like, we love your, I love your products. A lot of people love your products. You have like a really great brand. Like, what is it, do you think, if you're able to like take a step back, like, what is it about Purely Elizabeth? Because natural food is like super competitive and there are a lot of like great products out there. But what do you think it is about Purely Elizabeth that people love and what have you done well? 
Thank you for that. I think it's hard to take a step back, but um, I would say, you know, one of the things I think initially starting out putting my name in it was that I wanted it to be very personal. I wanted to have that connection. And I think, you know, that's certainly one of the things that differentiates us from some of our other competition is a big brand that you might not know anything about, but we really try to have a face behind it. Um, And then also really my goal for the company from day one is really creating at the end, a greater lifestyle brand. So providing recipes and health tips, and that is my background. Um, and I've you know done that a little bit in the cookbook that I have and our quarterly magazine. Sure. So really providing, I guess, additional content to help people not only in the food that they are eating, but other areas of wellness. And so where, where have you seen, in the, you know, eight years is a long time, and a lot of people in the industry don't make it and but here you are today 13,000 stores like 40 SKUs you have like what <clears throat> were there moments in this process where you were just like fuck yes <laughs> like <laughs> I can't do it or like you know UNFI owes me so much money they're never gonna pay UNFI being like a huge distributor of natural products like a monopoly <laughs> which is another story we uh, could do hours we on could that. do hours on <laughs> UNFI billbacks uh but like, what, what, did, were, was, did you have moments like that? Uh, constantly. Constantly? I mean, yeah, I think. Is there like one in particular where like you're amazed you got through? Um, I think we've certainly had struggles along the way with product quality, with uh, being a really small team. I mean, up to this year, we were, we, two years ago we're about five people Um, today we're 16 so we're not that much bigger but you know it's it's a lot managing that with so few hands and being so spread wide sure and so where have you also a lot's happened in the industry in the past eight years like where, where did you see natural products back then and where are we today it's incredible. I mean, I think back to the first Expo East that I did, which was 2011, and I went very early on. So we weren't even in UNFI yet. But I said, I think it's really important to spend the money now. And this show is either going to make it or break it right. for us. Um, and our chocolate chip cookie mix got a top five best new product at the show. That's huge which was made with chia seeds and almond flour and coconut sugar. And I just remember being at that show explaining to every buyer that walked by what those ingredients were. You were like the first person doing that. So it's it, from that perspective, it's unbelievable to see the change. I mean, ancient grain granola, now there's ancient grain Cheerios. Sure. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's become so mainstream, which is amazing. I, you know, I, I think, when I first started out, I actually had someone who went to IIN who had a raw chocolate company, and she was really helpful along the way in helping answer some beginning questions. I have a feeling I know who that is. <laughs> and I felt like this product I was creating would be this kind of, not obscure, but in the raw food set, sure. it would be a very small customer base and would never be as mainstream as it is today. So to be in a Target or we're actually now even in Walmart is just amazing. unbelievable to see where America's eating has changed. So what are those like next 
new ingredients that were the ancient grains back then? Like, what are the what are the ingredients and in superfoods that you're looking at now that you think like, oh wow, this is exciting. This is how we stay ahead of the curve. Like, what are what are some of those? Well, I definitely think probiotics are mm-hmm. huge, and we did launch our probiotic granola about a year and a half ago. But certainly, gut health being the future. Oh, it's totally mainstream now. It's like it's yeah. totally mainstream. Um, and then some exciting ingredients that we have coming out with in products next year. We have the reishi in our bars. So certainly seeing mushrooms popping up, seeing in a ton of drinks, but it hasn't really gone into food products yet. So we will be one of the first food products. Um, And then also seeing, I think some spirulina, some algae, there's incredible health benefits in those ingredients as well as other adaptogens. Are there any ingredients that are just wild and out there that no one's really putting into anything yet that you think are interesting or I would say algae is really interesting to me what is algae like describe to people what that tastes like it's well it depends how it's used (laughs) (laughs) hopefully there's not a lot of taste to it um and which there it's possible to create a product without very little taste sure and just the health benefits and so like what are some of the most interesting things you're seeing right now within the industry in terms of like ingredients, companies, like where things are going, like what do you see? You have an insider's point of view. I think a couple of things that are really interesting to me. One is all of the home testing kits. Oh, really? Yeah, so I just got my Viome test. Oh, the gut, like, yep. And the uh, telomeres test. Yep. So I think really giving people the ability to be more in control of their health from that perspective having more access to that information and i think people are wanting it you know having so much more nutrition information be mainstream there's an easier way to follow up with that Um, i think also just the overall experience with doctors and how Mm -hmm. that's changing and how you know, the nutrition counselor can be in such a bigger way than traditional doctors and what that whole model looks like. Sure. What about in food and beverage? Like, you know, you go to Expo East and Expo West, you see like, I don't even know how many zillions of people (laughs) go there and how many brands are there today and gone tomorrow and all that stuff. And like what, anything really interesting? We're like, oh my God, I didn't even know like that could be made into a drink. It's unbelievable, <laughs> some of the things that you see. I mean, I, I think probably the biggest thing of interest to me right now is grain-free and I think keto. I oh, think yeah. I really interesting. I think keto is something in particular that's so hard to grasp for the regular person yeah. that if it can be made into products that are easily accessible, um, there's could be an opportunity there. What got you interested in keto? It's like Mark Sisson. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably listening to, to some people on your podcast. Yeah, well, it's thank you. Well, I'm glad you're listening. <laughs> so it sounds so. What's interesting about keto too, if the way I think about it is like, with any like big trend with diet and nutrition, it tends to run into trouble when it becomes too big, and then everyone tries to formulate product to it to like jam it in and it's like and then it becomes just shit because <laughs> you're trying to like put a put a label on it and then you sort of run into the problem which other I think like 
diet movements. Like if you're, if you're vegan and you eat, you know, soy bars like filled with (laughs) shit all that, like it's just not good or paleo. There's different versions of that. It's not healthy. And so it's like interesting. I'm really, and keto is like ketosis is like pretty hardcore. I'm interested what that really looks like in product and who does it well. And I'm, have you seen anyone that's like interesting or no? It's like I haven't. Still, yeah. It's something I think that's definitely new. Um, I mean, to me, I 100% agree. You don't want to create vegan Snickers or yeah. Hostess. But if there's a way to make something that's more accessible and healthy at the same time, then that's a win. And in terms of being grain free, like how have you seen that conversation change when you first started and where we are today? I think for us as a company, we launched our grain-free granola about a year and a half ago. And we can see just such an enormous uptick, I would say even in the last six months, of consumers' interest. And it's not just our core, you know, really health-conscious consumer. I think it's really infiltrating that outer ring of, I mean, even my dad knows what that is. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my my barometer. And what a... What are some of like the most interesting brands to you in this in in, in wellness right now and in in CPG in the category where like oh that's interesting they're doing a good job like who 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 inspires you? I mean, I would say honestly that so much of of my inspiration comes from our consumers. Even I mean, sure. I love what so many CPG businesses are doing, but I think really seeing the beginning stages of, of trends, even looking at um, what they're doing in Australia, as an example, is a source of... What are they doing in Australia? <laughs> is a source of where trends start. Um, you know, seeing blue lattes and this unicorn food, and it, it's that's where I draw a lot of my inspiration from. Unicorn food? Do you think we've... How, how much do unicorn food have legs? I think there's a, a fun part to it. <laughs> well, we're, we're big into the unicorn. So Colleen and I, our daughter, uh, who's, a, who's about a year old, has a unicorn jacket <laughs> and was a unicorn for Halloween. I love it. So we're, we're bought into the trend. <laughs> and what about talking about the blue lattes? So it, using blue magic or E3 Live spirulina. So oh, they're interesting. making that into their latte, just like a matcha latte. It's, it, it's one you, step ahead of the matcha latte. I was going to ask you, what are your thoughts on matcha? I am personally not a huge matcha lover. Oh, really? Yeah. What is it about matcha? Just a personal thing? I have a personal thing, thing against okay. it. <laughs> oh, really? No. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm not that big of a beverage drinker. So I am very much a water and a Probably kombucha, and that's oh, really? the extent of my... Do you have a preferred kombucha? Yeah, I do. Which one? <laughs> I love Healthaid. It's probably okay. my favorite. Got it. I love what they're doing, but I also love GT. Yeah, they're both great. Dana, yeah. they're both very mission-driven, passionate, both great products. Definitely. Yeah. What other... So what other... Well, I'm curious. I want to go back to Australia. Like, what else <laughs> did you see in Australia? What's going on over there? Well, allegedly, avocado toast oh. came from Australia. Yeah. You could, like, Bluestone Lane and some of those, like, Australian cafes. Although Cafe Jatan here in New York is, is where I first had my <laughs> avocado toast experience. That's a good point, experience. which has been around for, like, ever. That's probably, yeah, like, 2006, maybe, yeah. 2005. Are there restaurants you go to for inspiration? 
You know, being in Boulder, so we, I moved the company to Boulder about three years ago, and there's definitely less restaurant options there than in New York, yes. where you have everything and anything on the block. Um, so one of the great things about my job today is that I do get to travel so much. And so it's great really traveling, whether it's New York, LA, Milwaukee, I was just in this past week, and just getting to experience restaurants in all these different places and and seeing healthy food being in all these places. Sure. I mean, even in the Milwaukee airport yesterday, I had a delicious gluten-free pizza. That's amazing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Do you go to the, uh, one of uh, our favorite restaurants, Colleen and I, is The Kitchen. I love in The Boulder. Kitchen. We like The Kitchen next door and the whole, it's um, Kimball Musk and all farm the table and like pub food and it's, but it's good. It doesn't feel like a healthy restaurant per se no it's an unbelievable restaurant yeah. and they're they're really expanding and and growing into more cities as well so going back to like where things are going with natural products and the explosion of this industry where like you know companies are doing hundreds of millions of revenue and getting acquired and like it's just and there's so much innovation like what are the like where do you want to be in a couple of years? Like you've got like 40 SKUs, like what, what, what's next? Like what's, you know, as you think about the brand and categories and SKUs and where things are going, where would you like to be in say two to three years? So I think that, you know, I, I have always envisioned the brand being this greater lifestyle company. And I think I need to really define a little bit more sure. what that means. Um, how do we help people beyond just giving them a healthy, delicious breakfast, but bringing that into a bigger world and um, playing more into that space? And then I also have always thought that, you know, we're not a breakfast company. It's not a granola brand and would love to be in several other categories, creating better for you in categories that really need better for you products which categories come to mind well other than the bars <laughs> we're having a <laughs> big uh, category in, internal um, time right now and figuring out what that next step is because i think really that next step is going to be a pretty big step are there any categories that you're like no saturated stay away from that like salty snacks <laughs> salty snacks overdone <laughs> overdone and i do have a sweet tooth so it would kind of be hard you know who's done a good job in salty snacks siete Oh, I, I feel like I'm they came out of nowhere. No, it's like a, it's a good product, strong. I wish the chips were a little more dense. They just break in guacamole all the time. That's that's my. Maybe you're putting too much guacamole on. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a healthy fat guy. You mentioned right. Mark, Mark Hyman, so I like have at least two avocados a day. But they've done a. It's a good point. Like they've done a really good job of just like walking into a category, and most tortilla chips are corn, and a lot of people. Don't jive with that. Yeah, they've done an incredible job. I mean, one category that I've wanted to get into for, I think, maybe since the beginning has been bread. Oh, interesting. So it's while it might not be grain-free, though maybe we make a grain-free variety, but I still feel like it's such an underserved, yeah. really not such great options. Yeah, you've got Udi's. And right, and that's about it. you've got Food for Life, which the Ezekiel, everyone, the Ezekiel bread. Like, that, that's pretty much it. 
And you both have to like freeze them. Well, Udi's isn't also vegan, I don't think. It's not vegan. And but Food for Life is, is. yeah. I think, I think so. Udi's has eggs, but yeah, interesting. But I think really, I mean, to me, what's interesting about that is the lack of options that there are, sure. and then also, I mean, one of the things about being in the breakfast category is providing something that people kind of need to eat, and it becomes part of their day. Sure. Um, other than Siete, some people might not ever say like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with this cracker. Right. But to have <laughs> something that really becomes a staple in your diet and changes the way that you eat. You know, you have a different lunch experience because you have a healthier bread option. So have you thought about like uh, the bigger breakfast category with beverage too or no? Yeah, we have. Like coffee, orange juice, all that but stuff. But I'm not a probiotic. big drinker. No, that's right. You're, yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, like what box else? Cereal, box cereal, obviously, cereal, is yeah. very close to where we yeah. are. Would you ever do that? For, I think that it could definitely be in the car. Well, there hasn't been like a ton of innovation in that category. No, right? there's been. It's like, who's new and exciting? I don't spend a lot of time in that aisle. Well, that's, Whole Foods. that's the problem. I think so many people <laughs> at this point are turned away from that aisle that, you know, granola is really growing that breakfast cereal right. category. And so many people are alienated by the conception that box right. cereal is so unhealthy that no one's are hardly yeah, just don't people go are there. touching it yeah well what's interesting about granola too i remember when bare naked came out of nowhere like it's like 15 years ago and just like innovated in a category that needed innovation badly and quickly you know was was a success and got acquired by i think it was kellogg's, kellogg's. or kellogg's and it was like a huge deal at the time which if you like I think they like exited around fifty million dollars, which like now in this business is like people are just like getting started. It's it's right. amazing, but like the, and then there were like some other granola brands, uh, <clears throat> Feed, Feed Galaxy yeah. Granola, and then they didn't make it, and then it just like sort of got stale again. And now there's innovation again. Like what are those categories? Like I, I'm curious. Cereal's definitely one of them that you think are just whether for you or, or, or not for purely Elizabeth, like what are those categories you just think are like, geez, this is boring. It's stale. I would say um, certainly bread. I yeah. think that there could still be more innovation in crackers. Um, it's like there's Mary's Gone Crackers and that's... Right, and Simple Mills recently came yeah, out with theirs, which right. are really good crackers, right. but still not many options within that category. Um I think that, I mean, because I have a sweet tooth, I would say even cookies and that world where it, it, yes, it's a dessert, but there still aren't really healthier options that exist where it's certainly possible to make. What do you mean? There's like Uncle Eddie's Vegan, which has been (laughs) like a monopoly in Southern California for like the last 20 years. Exactly. Not exactly. I don't know if it's healthy, but like. He's killing it with those brown paper bags. Definitely. Is he a guy? He is. Okay. I've actually met him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, if you look at Erwan, which sure. to me is total inspiration. Is, is that there. like the place now everyone goes where you want to find out like what's new and innovative? You oh, just go to Erwan sure. and it's all like people in the industry looking or nosing around in the <laughs> aisles, seeing what everyone else is doing. I think the last time that I was in LA, I ran into like five people that I knew. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah. but there's so many healthier, you know, sweet sure. items that you know these small bakers are doing. That if there was a way for that to get into the hands of someone who wants something sweet, and here's a better alternative. Sure. Not saying you should have dessert every day, but it's all about balance. Is there like a trend you're seeing that you're just like, this is terrible. I hope it goes away. Um, it's a tough question. <laughs> well, how about I'll start with the opposite. <laughs> is there a trend that you're seeing in the aisle, like an Arawan, where you're like, oh, this is cool. I hope this, I hope this wins i hope it succeeds i hope it has legs i mean i I would say i i do love all the good fats i think that that is it makes a lot of sense um i think it's something to get behind and whether that's in avocado and nut butters um the oil is just incorporating that into into products i i like do you discriminate with your nut butters a little bit One of my best friends has a nut butter company, so I'm discriminative. Oh, really? yes. Which one? Nutso. Okay. What's your favorite? Do you go so off? she has a, uh, I think it's a seven nut and seeds. Oh, so it's not just not peanut, peanut or almond or... or almond, but it's n- peanuts, almond, macadamia nuts, Brazil nuts, chia seeds, flax seeds. So oh, it's wow. just super crunchy and you're getting that variety of fats and nutrition. I have to try that. We have to get her at Revitalize. And she's coming out with a bar that has collagen in it. Oh, well, what do you think of coll- collagens like everywhere? Everywhere. Do you think, what are your, what's your take there? I think my hair's really changed. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, we joke because a lot of people claim it <clears throat> good for your hair, skin, all those things. Right. I, I think that um, I'd love to do an, a real experiment and see you know, taking it for X amount of days and what that does to my hair, skin, nails. But um, I think it's certainly, for me, a, a better tasting protein powder sure. to put into a smoothie. Um, you know, there's so many options that have a chalky taste, a, a do bad you have a taste. favorite brand? I would say Vital Protein. Yeah, they do a great job. Yeah. They do an amazing job. So talking about fats, do you also buy into the, the butter and everything? I'm not a big butter in my coffee person. <laughs> um, but I think that it's working for a lot of people. Sure. And um, there's a lot of people who have success stories of sure. it. So, you know, I buy in definitely to fact where you, you say, here's how I felt before, that's experiment, and here's how I feel after. So sure. it's hard to argue with that sort of an, an outcome. With healthy, what about coconut oil? I love coconut yeah. oil. I think that's a tough. I think most people agree with coconut oil. Everyone's on board with avocados. I think MCT oil. Most people on the fence agree a little bit on the fence. Not as definitive as I think as coconut oil, and then butter. You know, just feels a little different. Controversial, and um, some people have a very strong opinion on that. Uh, so, in turn, I want to go back to like what's happening in the industry. Like, where do you see like? I remember Expo West 10 years ago, and it was like one convention center in Anaheim. Now it's the convention center and the Marriott and the Hilton and the parking lot and then the levels there and the hotel. There, the hotel. It's, it's just like huge. And it's used to be, you know, and now it's a lot of suits and private equity and all, all good things. Like there, there's a sea change happening. Big food is needs a change and they know it, which is great. 
but like, where do you think things are going to be in like, what's the future? <laughs> hey, what, what do you think the future of that show is going to be? I, I've joked uh, to Colleen, my wife saying like, I, I hate Las Vegas, but like move yeah. the show to Las Vegas so you can just like fit. <laughs> we say the same thing. And at least you'd have better restaurant options. Better restaurant <laughs> options, like hotel, like an airport. You can just, you know, fl- 10 minutes to get to, but like, what do you think the future of, that show is going to be and also too like i want to talk about like whole foods you mentioned this earlier used to be like the way it would work is you got a product you're in your kitchen people are excited you start to maybe sell it and then you walk into like a local region of whole foods and you'd like show the buyer and they would be like yeah your nay," and you know show up and demo it every day and do that (laughs) grind which everyone used to do and then it would work and then you go to other stores and you'd slowly build, but that's gone. Like regional buying has gone from whole foods, which can be a good thing for brands that are great and can get to more people faster. It may be in a more affordable price point, Uh, but it's changed things where Expo West used to be like this great place of discovery and innovation. And oh my, it's like, you know, America's next great, you know, <laughs> right. food innovator. And there should be a show. Yeah. I'm, I'm, maybe we'll do that here. Uh, so, like, how's it, how's it changed? And, and the show and what's happening at Whole Foods, like, where do you see things going there? I think it's going to be really hard for a brand starting out. I mean, as I said, you know, we really started one Whole Foods store, 40. You you demoing yourself. Demoing, I mean, every other day of the week went from one region to two to four to getting a letter saying we're putting you out nationally. And without that backing, you know, you mentioned UNFI earlier, part of getting into distribution is having that Someone commitment. at the other end, right. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you can certainly go to your local Paralandra. Sure. And which is like five blocks away. Which is an amazing store. And Foragers and is right here, too. One of our very first stores yeah. as well. Um, but it, it's, it's a much more difficult journey to start out that way. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens, what Expo West is like when that path to starting out is so much more fragmented. Sure. And I think, you know, there's maybe an opportunity for another large retailer to maybe have regional options and and be an innovator in that way. Do you see anyone else doing that? I see that Kroger right now is seems to be leaning in a lot into being the innovation source. Oh, interesting. I, I haven't seen yet execution and I don't live near Kroger, so I'm not constantly, mm-hmm. you know, going into their stores, but they have come out and said that um, over the last couple months and they certainly have that national distribution yet sure. local banners. So there could be an opportunity perhaps for them. Interesting. What about Wegmans? I love Wegmans. Yeah. Um, they're also yeah, they're, still very regional for the most part. Yeah, they're really just in um, the northeast. The northeast. Yeah, but probably expanding. Um, and so, with the changes in buying and with all the capital that is available, <laughs> so much. Yeah, like how do you balance that as an entrepreneur who's mission driven? You know, you came at this from a passion point, from a very personal point of view. Your name's on the bag. Your name's on the company. Uh, how do you balance that? You know, capital that you need to grow the business and pay the bills and, and 
all accomplish and all that you want to accomplish and touch a lot of people around the world. How do you balance that? I think it's finding the right partner. Um, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, this business does require a lot of capital. I think I remember at the beginning someone saying, you need a million dollars to get you to X point. True. And it takes a lot more than you that. You can't even start with a million. These <laughs> yeah. days in your I mean, industry, it's, it's like, I would say, my guess is probably need 10 it, to get started. It's a lot. And do it right. And especially <clears throat> not having that Whole Foods part in sure. it where you're... You're going zero to 100. You, you need to be so much more competitive. It's just, you know, programs and sampling opportunities. So I think really, you know, the, the good news is that there is so much capital and you don't have one option. So it's really finding a partner who is aligned in what your mission is. And I think that that is changing so much. I mean, you talked about big food companies and they all are really getting on that boat. Um, We took an investment actually this year from 301, which is the General Mills innovation team. They get it. It's amazing. They have I mean, I could not ask for better partners who get it, who are behind what we're doing and have the same vision. Um, and I'm um, and, and helpful. And beyond <laughs> helpful. They're allowing me to sleep at night. Because money only gets you so far, especially in, in any business. Right. I mean, I, I think it's been a really wonderful lesson in it. Yes, it's money so we can pay bills and, and do all of those things. But the advice and their their tools are just sure money can't buy that so what advice do you have out there a lot of entrepreneurs listen to the podcast like someone listening who's an entrepreneur in the space they're like oh fuck like (laughs) we don't have enough capital or you know like i'm never gonna get there like what advice do you have for people who are fighting the good fight in in your industry right now For me, I think one of the first things starting out was one, being just so enthralled with what I was doing that every day I was excited. And I was also naive enough in the beginning, and I think most entrepreneurs are naive (laughs) enough in the beginning that you just go for it. And, you know, because I started in the way that I did. It's not as though I I waited. I had a business plan, and I you know was waiting till every last step was sure. done, and my T's were crossed before going forward. And I think so many people can be held back by needing that perfection to move forward. So I always like to say to people, you know, just go for it, and that you know is going to really help you move move things forward because it's all about forward motion sure. and getting to that next step whatever that next step is what do you think is a non-negotiable quality that you must have to succeed as an entrepreneur i would say just the determination sure you know, not giving up not saying no um i think the other day we we just had a, a conversation in the office that you know it was impossible to produce this item for Costco and I was like well there's it's 99.9 there's still a percent guys <laughs> so I, I just think it's that determination and and wanting to have that success and what do you think are the biggest pitfalls that people encounter being an entrepreneur in your business 
I think there's so many highs and lows in the business. Um, you know, you get an amazing email that says, we're putting you into Whole Foods nationally. And then you say, oh no, how, how am I ever going to produce this? <laughs> and I don't have enough. I don't have enough money. I can't, you know, I can't fulfill that order. Or we have a recall. And what is that going to look like? You know, the, the highs and lows are just so much that I think early on someone said to me, you know, there's going, it's going to be a roller coaster, there's highs and lows. And I think I've really tried to just stay as even keeled as possible for myself personally, for my office, and sure. really try to set that tone that, you know, it's all going to work out. And that's kind of my own personal mantra. Yeah, I so, guess. How do you, so how do you do that? How do you stay balanced? What does that look like for you? I, I, a go-to like wellness routine. I am a definitely morning routine worker outer. I think starting out, I caught myself in not taking care of myself. You know, getting on the computer first thing in the morning, and eight hours later, I had not gotten up. I had not changed my clothes. Um, so now I've really taken a stance in needing that balance trying not to look at my phone in the morning before getting a workout in, whether it's yoga, hiking, Pilates, and really having that time in the morning. I, um, I'm a really early riser. I wake up at like 5.30. Oh, wow. And part of that is that I like to have time in the morning, so I'm, I'm not rushed. So sure. I have you know several hours before getting to the office at 9. So I think one of the most stressful things that entrepreneurs, myself included, will will talk about in the process of growing a company is hiring, firing, all like the difficult personnel decisions you have to make. Um, what do you look for when you hire? And what do you what do you what, what and what do you see that just scares the hell out of you and say we're not hiring a person? So what are those qualities in, in having some trial and error? Like what do you look for? I would say that I have been so extremely lucky with my hires so far. So we are up to 15 people. Um, two of those people started with me in New York when I was still in my apartment. And I think the common thread is a determination. It's sure. that same quality. And a, a all hands on deck where we are a still a small startup and and feeling like you're part of a team. Sure. And what do you stay away from? What do you run from when you hear? <laughs> when people send a cover letter that has spelling errors. That's I mean, it's, bad. it's a basic starting <laughs> off point. <laughs> Wrong company name. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we actually, I sift through a lot of resumes before even meeting with someone. Sure. And have almost been able to figure that out. And I guess the resume and cover letter a lot of times. Sure. So what keeps you up at night and what has you excited in the morning? I would say what keeps me up at night. I mean, being in the food business, product quality is always at the forefront of your mind. Um, you know, that's that consumer experience. So between that and employees, you know, and employees, I have wonderful employees, but wanting everyone to be happy and fulfilled and, um, you know, it's like having 15 kids. Sure. So that's definitely what keeps me up at night. And what gets me excited is new. I mean, for me, I feel like 
I love kind of that new process, Mm -hmm. whether it's a new product, whether it's um, a new project that we're working on, a new photo shoot. Um, I I love that kind of start to finish process. And so going back to like the larger movement that's happening in nutrition and in, in the U S and the world right now, where, like, where do you, where do you want, where do you want to see the industry? And like five, if you could wave your magic wand and advance the industry, like how would you want to advance it? I think having products that are, I mean, just getting rid of all the crap. <laughs> <laughs> Could boil it down to get, that. Get, away, get rid of the crap and have everything be shelf-stable. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's where a lot of the crap comes in, right? right? To keep stuff on the shelf. Exactly. I think having foods that are more accessible to people, I think that is surrounded with education, which is definitely having a very strong movement so that people understand why this is better, why it's a better option. And along with, I think that just increase in that accessibility is going to end up being also a pricing. So how, I mean, for us, seeing the difference in what something cost five years ago to now is just really interesting. So how that all shifts and becomes more accessible to people. Yeah, it leaves me, our mantra at Mind Buddy Green is you, we all. So what does that mean to you? You, we all. I think that we are all in it together. And it, uh, I think so much also of wellness is we're all in this together, but it's also becoming a lot of me. And that, you know, I need to take care of myself to be a better boss, wife, friend. Um, so I think that's also the ripple effect where, you know, I'm, I'm treating myself better and together we can make it all better. Amen to that. So my last question, if you could go back in time and give your 20 something self advice, what would that advice be? Don't stress out. It's not so easy. If you give I, that advice to, to yourself now, or, well, or are I, you better at that? I, I am better at that, for <clears throat> sure. Um, I think that you don't need to have an answer in your early 20s of what your career is going to be. I remember actually being so stressed out the day of the blackout, if you were here in New York I remember for that. that. I, was in, I moved to D.C. that summer, and I hated living in D.C., but for that, like... One for those couple of days, I'm like, I'm glad I'm here. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> well, I remember sitting on the computer searching for a job and being so pissed off that the electricity had gone out, not realizing what the magnitude was. Because like, I can't get my resume out to one more person today. <laughs> and obviously, now in perspective, um, you know that was a little bit ridiculous. But you know, I think it's a journey and. I'm a firm believer in everything being meant to be. And so if things aren't in place the day after you graduate out of college and you don't have your dream job, you know, it, it, it will work itself out and anything can change. I agree. I love that. Everyone, go check out Purely Elizabeth, all of her amazing products and her new bars. They're good. I'm taking mine home right now. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, guys. Thanks.